Good morning. We're departing from our character studies in the ties that bind for a week. Over the next weeks, we're going to look at Jesus' relationship with family and friends. This morning, we're going to think about the ties that bind us to Joel and Tracy Fredrickson. To do that, we're going to consider a verse from a one-chapter book of the book of the Bible, the book of Philemon. Paul writes to Philemon. He's a church leader. He will encourage Philemon in this letter to be gracious to a slave named Onesimus, whom he is returning to Philemon. Um, Paul writes this to encourage Philemon to be gentle. Onesimus either ran away or tarried too long on a journey. Paul came to know him and sent him to Philemon with this letter. He comments on the bond that exists between Philemon and himself, and that brings us back around to why and what does this have to do with Joel and Tracy. I think you have it. It's from Philemon 4. It's what Paul writes. Your love has given me great joy and encouragement because you brothers have refreshed the hearts of the saints. A couple words, refreshed, means to give rest to. That's what it means. Refresh means to give rest to. To lighten the load of someone who has borne a burden to the point of exhaustion. And to refresh by giving pleasure or comfort. That's refreshed. And hearts. The King James Version translates it bowels. Which is closer to the literal meaning of the word. Leaves us with the awkward translation, you have refreshed the bowels of the saints. Having had a colonoscopy this past year, having had the experience to drink a gallon of that stuff and suffering the aftermath, I would prefer not to deal with refreshed bowels. (laughs) At that time, viscera, intestines, were considered the realm of emotions. And when Paul talks about bowels, it's translated hearts, he's using a noun referring to a person's capacity to love. So in saying that Philemon has refreshed the hearts of the saints, he has made it so that through his influence he has triggered, catalyzed people's capacity to love. The frequent translation, hearts are suitable, if we understand the heart as the center of loving and action. Paul tells Philemon that he appreciates his spiritual influence. Philemon had a way of being pleasantly influential in terms of spiritual influence. He didn't need fog. We understand what fog means. Fear, obligation, and guilt. That wasn't the way that Philemon exercised spiritual influence. He refreshed them so that they willingly loved others. I interviewed Joel almost 10 years ago now, when he was a student at the University of Sioux Falls, looking for a youth intern, I'd interviewed a couple of underclassmen and sighed. (laughs) Then I remember interviewing Joel. I gasped. And then he agreed to come, and I gulped. It's a provision. For a number of reasons. See, the deal with Joel, you know, and we've come to know him. A couple of things about him. Uh, he takes his faith seriously. An unapologetic student of the Bible 
and theology. He has a legacy of that from his grandfather and his father and many relatives. Um, most of the time with students on Wednesday nights has been spent in book studies. Is that right? Going through Matthew and different things, wanting to expose students to the Word of God, preparing carefully, writing it out, speaking with students, whether there's one, two, ten, twenty, working hard to do the best he can to put the Scripture in ways that are compelling, interesting, relevant, but that's where Joel's roots are driven into. Um, he takes his faith seriously, but not too seriously. Some people's spiritual influence causes you to vibrate. It feels challenging. Feel on edge. For some reason, I don't know what it is, Joel causes you to relax. He's refreshing. Thing with Joel, he's really funny. It's just—it's really funny, and he's fun to be with. Um, you have to gear up to be with some people. That's not like it. with Joel. Being with Joel is like sitting sitting in a comfortable chair, putting on a comfortable pair of shoes. You just want to stay there for a while. Elders were able to take him out to dinner. He's one of the elders, and we sat in a place from 6 to like 8.45, laughing, and that's the way it is with Joel. When you were with him, try to find a way to explain this. When you're with him, you're glad to be with him. You breathe easier. The load seems to be a little bit lighter. And I found a way to describe that. Your heart is refreshed. Your heart's refreshed. Burden feels a little bit lighter. Breathing comes a little bit easier. You find a willingness to want to move towards God and towards others because you refresh the hearts of people. And then there's the music. And from both, Tracy... I was sitting in the back, and it's for both of you, next to Don, who was sitting in the back seat. It was hard for him to get to church. Um, he was hot in those days, and it was uncomfortable. I don't, I don't remember what song you did. I think it was a week, Joel, that you weren't here. But you were leading, Tracy. And I think Don came up to you afterwards. I watched him. And it you could see his spirit lift. Um, the music is captivating and engaging. It's not just pleasant. It's more than that. It's refreshing. The burden seems lighter. Breath seems to come. You find yourself willing, willingly wanting to think about God and serve others. Your music has refreshed our hearts. This is the tie that bound Paul with Philemon. It's also the tie that binds you to us. You refreshed our hearts. When we think of you, 
frequently a smile starts to form. The burden seems a little bit lighter. We breathe a little bit easier. We find ourselves comfortably moving toward God and others in his name. Thank you for refreshing our hearts. Bill's going to come up. He has a few things that he wants to say. Come on up, Joel. Well, hopefully this will refresh your bowels. Um, I just, I want to begin by saying um, how important this place has been to us, um, not only personally, but even uh, on a level of ministry. I feel like it's been just fertile soil for um, starting something really uh, fresh and powerful and having a strong sense of of God's calling in our lives, that this is where we're supposed to be. Um, I've learned a lot of really, really wonderful lessons uh, about ministry, about uh, serving people that you can never learn in undergraduate school as a theology student or, or in seminary um, that I've learned here in this place. And so I just want to kind of begin by saying that. Um, I know I already told this story a little bit, but uh, when I was still an undergraduate student at the University of Sioux Falls, I was taking a youth ministry course, and Alan Kiesbo, who happens to be the pastor at the church that Tracy and I are going to, um, he was the professor of the class at that time, and he had this guy come in named J.C. Chambers. And J.C. came and spoke to our class, and I was just, my jaw was hanging open, because I'm like, this guy gets it. Like, he understands young people even better than I myself as a young person understand in the midst of my my teen angst and all that sort of thing. He put into words some of the things that I couldn't do. And so I was so impressed with him, and I I would talk with my fellow students about him, and I would talk with my professors about him, and word must have gotten out that um, I was really taken by this guy. And so uh, another guy, Jason Folkerts, if anybody knows him, he was kind of doing some youth ministry stuff at uh, the school at the time at USF. And he said, I heard you were really taken by J.C. Chambers. And I said, yeah, I was. And he said, well, how would you like to work for him? And I said, heck, yeah. Uh, and that, that started the whole relationship with Hope Community Church. And as, as Mike said, with the interview process, it was really neat to meet Mike finally for the first time. And um, and then when I came on board, the great thing was that I didn't only get a strong start in youth ministry at Hope with JC, but also with um, Tammy and Terry, whom I've just come to so <laughs> deeply respect and love and um, who they've been to us. And they really welcomed me in and made me feel comfortable getting my feet wet with ministry and um, just met so many wonderful young people throughout the years, too, like uh, Nate Kittleson and... Um, <laughs> Doug Hare and Amanda Bethke, and, um, you know, back then they were like sixth graders. They're just, just little twerps, and, um, and I remember we broke, uh, Tammy and Terry's trampoline back in the day when we were all jumping on it, and so many stories. Um, 
but you know they they hung in there throughout all of those years and and they even became leaders after high school and so there's a lot of really rich relationships there and we've had so many wonderful people volunteer over the years with the youth group and and so many awesome young people come through and I, I just I'd love to sit here and rattle off all the names but uh, there's just where do you stop you know so um, you you guys know who you are. Uh, it's been a really uh, a wonderful time. I'm grateful for all the people who have who have been a part of that and that I've gotten to know through all of that. Um, and it also came as a great surprise to me that I could lead worship. Um, you know, for a long time I had been playing drums and been sitting back there, and I was picking up the guitar a little bit. And um, I'm just so thankful that God one day prompted Sheila to ask Nate and I to lead worship one week in lieu of, um, well, both Jesse and, and Sheila weren't able to lead worship that week. And so we said, well, we can do it. And I think Mike was like, uh, really? <laughs> so we did it. And um, it's just been so great growing in that that ability to do that. And I just, I've always thought of uh, in leading worship, especially here with you all, it's kind of like not the leader with the spotlight on him, but just like we're just the people who happen to know how to play the instruments, and we're all a family just singing these songs together. And that's been such a blessing to me. And, and I'm so thankful for the incredible band that we've had up here over the years. They're here week after week after week. Yeah. Yep. And the incredible amount of time and work that Eric Miller has put into making the sound the way that it does up here. It's just, yeah. A lot of time and a lot of hours put into that and a lot of his own stuff, too, which we're still buying off from him now. But <laughs> um, uh, it's just been wonderful. And, and these guys, they don't. We don't force them to come. They don't feel obligated to come. They want to be here. If you didn't ask them to play for a week, I think they'd be offended. So um, it's it's really awesome to be playing with people who so gladly serve and, and get involved with that. So um, I really could go on and on with all of the stories that I have, the things that, significant things that have happened to us, and, and name a bunch of people. But um, I don't want to bore you to death with that. I, I just want to leave you with a few things. Uh, first thing, our time at Hope has been genuinely fulfilling and meaningful. And I think I already said this, that, um, you know, a lot of times people, they go into ministry, and the first place they go to is just a disaster. The people are not very friendly, not very welcoming, and that just hasn't been the case for us. Um, I, when I first felt like God was calling me into ministry, I had, you know, I didn't want to be a pastor. Like, all my my family's pastors, like, growing up, and I thought, no, I'm, I'm going to do something else. I'm going to do something different. But God had a different plan. And uh, I was kind of nervous about all this, but then as I got to getting involved in this here at Hope and with all of you, you've all been so encouraging and so supportive over the years and just so easy to be with. And so it's been such a healthy, wonderful start to ministry. And um, it, it, realize, it makes me realize that being a minister and loving and serving people is really a joy-filled calling that I'm very glad that I said yes to. And so I thank you, thank you, thank you all so much for um, being that to me, being that to us. Um, I also want to say, too, that I'm kind of a theology geek. I, re I really like to think about God, and I like to think about what does it mean to, to say that you're a Christian or may mean that you follow Jesus. And uh, I found that over the years that um, Mike has just been such a great um, influence on all of us. And um, the things that he has to say, I I've never heard anybody get so... 
um, locked in, like laser beam focused on, on the importance of the new covenant and how that the, the old covenant is now obsolete. We're under this new thing and how important that is for us to believe. And it took me a while, too, to understand the importance of that. Um, but I think as I have over the years, it's definitely had a huge influence on my life. And it's led me to a place where I'm going to say it, Mike, it's impacted my beliefs, which impact my attitudes which impact your actions, you know. And I know that that's something that's going to go with me the rest of my life. And that that's kind of exciting, too, to go to a new place and bring the influence that we have found to be so life-giving and so beneficial and to share that with other churches in town and other believers here in town. Um, and I, like I said, I don't want to drop a ton of names uh, because where do you stop, you know. But I, I just have to mention Denise here, too, um, because she's she paid me to say this. Um <laughs> I'm just kidding. Denise would never draw attention to herself. Um, uh, Denise is, I, I think many of us only see the tip of the iceberg of what Denise does around here. And uh, uh, so many wonderful things that happen uh, as a result of the hard work that she's put in behind the scenes that is very thankless and nobody knows about. And I've seen all of that. And I've just seen um, the wonderful ways in which she uh, has she has such a wonderful view of the whole church and who's here and how when decisions are made, how they impact the people who are involved. She sees all of those things. And I think as somebody in ministry, like that's very pastoral. And that's something that I've taken and that has been very uh, important for me to know how to minister to people and how to lead people well. Um, so thank you, Denise, for, for that. Yeah. And finally, I just want to leave you all with a few um, words of encouragement. I think that all of you together at Hope Community Church make up a very strong, healthy congregation of Christians. Um, I can tell that this is a group of people who really have absorbed the message of God's grace and love and mercy as, God, as Mike has been teaching us that over all of these years. And, and that's been expressed in the way that you share love for one another and the way that you shared tr uh, love with both Tracy and I over all of these years and all that encouragement and support. And I think that that's something that is so important for churches to have because if people don't feel like they can come and belong and be a part of a family, then they're missing out on the wonderful life and the family that God has welcomed us into and His Son. And so um, I just want to encourage you with that. I think when people come here, they feel like they can belong to this place. And that's really significant for ministry. That's really significant for evangelism and, and for sharing the wonderful grace that we've received with the rest of the world. I, I feel like this church does it really well. Um, obviously, this whole change in staff is probably going to cause a little bit of tension sometimes and bumps in the road along the way. Um, but one of the things that I've learned, too, as an elder here at the church is we have awesome, awesome leadership here. Um, when we gather together around the table and, and have discussions about the kind of decisions that we make and how we move forward and all that sort of thing, I'm just amazed at the leadership here. And, and the, it's so diverse, but everybody um, just has this professionalism that they bring to it. But like Mike said, also just a great sense of humor. Like the group is really friends, too. It's not just a, a business type thing, uh, but it really is a meeting of friends and a meeting of some really wise, discerning minds. And so I have no doubt 
in my mind that moving forward, the decisions that are made, you can be confident, are going to be made very carefully, and they're going to be made very honestly, and they're going to be made faithfully. Um, and so I think you're in really good hands. I like seeing that the elders um, don't freak out about things. You know, like when, when things get tough, they don't, they don't react. They, they have a very strong trust in God and the fact that he's going to provide and his purposes are going to be accomplished. And for those of you who have been around for a long time, you've seen Hope go through some tough things. And, and you think, you know, well, this will ruin a church or something, but it hasn't, you know. Like it just continues to move on and it continues to flourish, too. Um, so I want to encourage you in that as well. And finally, I think that uh, there's a really exciting future ahead of Hope, too. When we, when we were kind of having the conversations about um, whether or not Tracy and I would end up staying or, or moving on, um, I, I started getting excited about the idea of staying here because Sioux Falls is moving this way. You know, like, and, and if you just drive a little bit further that way, you see, th- like, the houses are already being developed this direction. I see Walmart already has their walls being put up over there. Um, it, things are coming this way really quickly. And so there's a great opportunity to have actual neighbors that we can reach out to and talk to and welcome into this place. And, and they get to be a part of seeing what all of us here have already gotten to experience and, and to uh, be so thankful for and, and be so encouraged by and, and really encounter God here in this place because I think the teaching is so solid and it's things that, that the church going into the 21st century really needs to be hearing. So um, there is a lot more that could be said, but, um, you know, we've got a few other things coming up yet. We still have a baptism. We still have um, uh, a picnic afterwards or a potluck or whatever you want to call it. It's Baptist, call it potluck. Um, and then Tracy and I kind of want to get out of here because we're having a well-needed vacation in our lake uh, in Alexandria, Minnesota. So um, I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you all so much and just <sighs> let you know how much we love you and how wonderful you've been to us. And um, we'll just it's a, a memory that's just um, deep in our bones and in our hearts that this church is always going to be a part of our story and who we are. And I uh, just thank you for forming us in such a strong way so early on and in all of this. So we love you and thank you. Students, come on up. Students, if you've been in the youth ministry, come on up. Any students who've been in the youth ministry, come on up. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Just gather around. Yeah, yeah. Pile up on here. Come on up, Amy. Got a couple things to send with you. Um, We've been collecting a, a love gift. We just want to give you this as an expression of our gratitude. And um, um, don't look in it because there's nothing in there. <laughs> oh, I see. How okay, so that's, yeah, so it looks good. It, yeah, so, in fact, let's take a picture. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no, what, what we want is we want to give you the opportunity to include. If you'd like to be included in this love gift, you can. Uh, there's boxes at each of the exits, and we'll make sure that gets in. But here's a, a card for you, and then the students have something for you. Right. Oh, gosh. Oh. 
Oh, great. Thanks. <laughs> explain what this is. Could you explain it? Go ahead. If it's not turned on, you'll have to switch it on. It will. Uh, ah, <laughs> um, so we made a book for you, and it's just like a whole bunch of pictures from, like, everything. Camp and, yeah, there's lots of camp pictures in there. And youth group and, like, youth group activities and, I mean, like, music and everything that you've done for Hope. And it's just, like, a whole bunch of random pictures that, like, when me and Loren were making this book, I mean, like, it was really hard not just to, like, start laughing really hard at every picture <laughs> I mean, like, there's lots of them in there that are, like, all the way back from when, you, when youth group started, and Nate Kittleson is in some of them, and, mm. yeah, it was a lot of fun to make the book. That's great. Thank you, guys. You may standing. We're going to, um, Joel, we're going to have you offer prayer, then we're going to pray, and then we'll talk about baptism briefly, So, but let's... God, we just thank you for your church. Uh, it's a beautiful thing that you are uh, bringing healing to this world, and you've already begun to do it through us. Um, I thank you for the love that has been shared here in this place, and um, it's just a great testimony to who you are and what you're like. And I just pray, Lord, that um, in the future, that as other people come to Hope Community Church and get to be a part of this, that they would get a glimpse of who you are and see how beautiful you are and want to worship you. Uh, I thank you personally for the times that uh, Tracy and I have had here. I thank you for calling us to this place and for all that you've taught us and shown us uh, through all of these wonderful saints that are gathered here in this place. And um uh, the, all the great times that we've had together and the laughs that we've shared and, and the good conversations that we've had and the songs that we've sung together and all of these sorts of things, Lord. It's, it's such a joy to be a part of your people and to belong to your kingdom. Um, it's great that worshiping you is fun and uh, it's exciting and it's life-giving. It's refreshing, like Mike said. Um, and so we, I thank you especially, too, for the youth group and for uh, all that they've been to me. And uh, I just ask, Holy Spirit, that you continue to move in their lives and help them to continue to grow in their love for you and to abide in you, that they might grow more and more in your likeness and, and be a light to the world where they, wherever it is they end up going in the future. And um, we just honor you, Lord, for uh, all the wonderful things that you do through all these wonderful people. We love you. In your name we pray. Amen. Let me tell you what we're going to do now. We're going to remain standing. We're going to send Joel out with a prayer on behalf of us. I'll be the one to verbalize it, but I would like it for it to be a corporate prayer um, for us to send them with our prayer and our love. Uh, there is a verse that says, Jesus said, Come to me, you all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your soul. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. That word rest is the same word for refreshed. It's, it's the same concept, lifting a burden, providing people the ability to breathe and, and to move towards God in a comfortable manner. That's what Jesus was like. The more you got to know him, the more at rest your heart became. There are many who have found in religion only a burden, and this is what I'd like to pray. I think this is a couple destined 
to refresh the hearts of many. Let's stand again and ask God to continue to refresh hearts through Joel and Tracy Fredrickson. Let's pray. God, we thank you. Our hearts go forward to this couple. There are many who have found in religion only a burden. Jesus, you were here to provide rest, and you provide that through your servants. As we send Joel and Tracy out, continue to provide rest both to and through them to others so that they would refresh the hearts of others as they've refreshed our hearts. Give them everything they need to do your will. Work in them that which is pleasing in your sight. Through Jesus, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Hey, we're going to do, I think, a couple of, couple of closing songs. Okay.